0: This episode is sponsored by Tonda. I started using Tonda last year because I, like so many of us, really missed going to restaurants during lockdown. With Nonatonda, you can receive restaurant quality fresh pasta every single week. All their produce is locally sourced where possible and their eco-friendly packaging means that you can indulge with a guilt-free conscience. Plus, if like me you struggle to find the time to make elaborate meals, then fear not because every single delivery is designed to be made in under 5 minutes, so it's completely fast-free. So what are you waiting for? Sign up to Nonatonda today and use the code PASTA1. That's P A S T A number 1 to enjoy 50% of your first two deliveries. Thank you so much to Nonatonda. <laughs> Welcome to The Uncertainties, the podcast for 20-somethings who don't quite have their shit together yet. I'm your host, Karis, and I started this podcast because the last few years have been a huge learning curve for me. Entering the world of work, moving out of my family home trying and often failing to live up to the challenges of being a fully fledged adult. It can be overwhelming at the best of times and I know that I'm not the only person who feels like this because I'm going to be speaking to a bunch of my friends and people that I admire about the struggles that they have faced and how they are able to absolutely smash life. Today's guest is only 26 and already lived a thousand lives. In her early teens, she swam competitively, and after school, she graduated as an interior architect. She's lived in Australia on a farm, as an au pair, in a bar, and as a mystery shopper. She's lived in Milan as an English teacher, worked on a super yacht in the south of France, which is very below deck vibes, so I absolutely love, <laughs> and studied a PGCE in Liverpool. Lockdown has been a struggle for many, but it allowed Hannah the perfect amount of stillness to recenter herself and focus on her mental health and well being. It also gave her the opportunity to launch her own business, The Paint Lab. Organising paint parties for beginners, something that I personally participated in and absolutely loved, with the Paint Lab even featuring in a festival lineup this summer. You can you only have to take a look at her Instagram at the Paint Lab to see how talented she is. Now Hannah is living in London as head of art in a school and is setting her sights on using art as a tool to help others struggling with their mental health. She might refer to herself as insatiable, but I think we can all agree that she's very inspiring and wildly ambitious. It's safe to say that she's been on a huge personal journey over the last six years, and I cannot wait to absorb her wisdom. So thank you and welcome, Hannah Williams! Thank you! Woo! I could get you
1: to that introduction. <laughs> that amazing. I amazing. You can get this framed if you like. Oh, please. Keep this at home. I might introduce please myself see. to all my students yeah. as well, every time they come in the classroom. Every that, day. Just so they know who I am.
0: There'll be like that bit in school of rock where like they're all you get all the kids just like saying it it. (gasps) (laughs) I have never seen Friends, Lord of the Rings. Holy hell School of Rock (laughs) Oh my god, that is such a classic, I can't believe right. (laughs) That's your first piece of homework. Thank you. Oh my god. Oh, no, it's so nice to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Firstly, I want to say thank you because (laughs) the email that you sent me, numero uno, the memes were... Incredible. I had to put in some gifts. I thought it was I couldn't write about myself
1: in like seven paragraphs and it looked so serious and I had to whack a Gemma Collins in. Oh,
0: it was it was it made the whole reading experience so amazing. And secondly, I love it because I honestly felt like I was reading a memoir. I thought it was like a biography. I was like, Well, wow, this needs to be released. Oh I was saying to Robbie before Usually I like read, like I read everyone's answers on like a train journey or something. Yeah. But, uh, which is like maybe like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, that's well, like more than enough time. And I opened yours up and I was like, a year later. oh, fresh help. Okay, <laughs> we are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, this is going to be like an hour. And, and I reread my answers on the way here
1: because I couldn't remember <laughs> what I'd wrote about
0: my life. It's honestly, you should publish it. It's oh, it's fantastic. Don't it say that because I will. a great read. <laughs> I feel like it's very easy to do now as well on Amazon. So, Ooh. you know, I'm saying it, but you really nice. should I'm going to do it. Do it. <laughs> um, but also, I wanted to say genuinely thank you. Because um, on a serious note, it was so, like, b- brutally honest and self-aware. And just, I really, really recognise so much of myself in so many of your answers. And I'm really excited Yay. to to dig in. Oh. Um, so, I feel like, and I just said this to you beforehand, but I feel like um, I kind of interpreted... Your answers in your life in like a series of, of very separate chapters so that's kind of how I wanted to like structure today's chat um the first being your time at school <laughs> yeah. and that transition to being at university you or sorry I mentioned in my introduction that you use to swim competitively yes um I wondered when did that start? Was that something that you did off of your own accord or was it very much like something that your parents forced you into and how long were you swimming for? Okay so I am tall. I'm about six foot. <laughs>
1: You're, I I've, actually. Yeah. Well so no, I okay not I'm 5'11 that. but I tell everyone I'm six no, no, foot. No, no, no. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've always been, this is, this is relevant, <laughs> I've always been the tallest in the class. Right. So year one, I was you were already really years. tall, <laughs> which obviously then helped. We had like this paddling pool, sized pool at mm-hmm. our primary school. And the teacher, the year one teacher, noticed that I was faster, but it wasn't. It was just I was longer, Very I think, yeah, than maybe. the other students. So she said to my mum, you need to put Hannah in a swimming team. So mum signed me up to Wickham Sports Centre. Nice. Represent, nice. and I started swimming, just like lessons and things like that. And then it went into county, then regional, and then doing competitions and wow. everything like that. So, at secondary school, when everyone else was getting drunk in fields on WKD, I was being picked up at 9pm by mum for competitions the next day. Oh
0: my God, stop. So yeah, To be fair to you though, <laughs> you saved yourself so much I know. embarrassment, I know, because everyone else was like stuck in a field. No, but I saved it all for sixth form. True, yeah, Fair and enough. came back yeah. with a bang. So, is <laughs> <laughs> so that how you anyway. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, <Yeah. laughs> that's crazy. I didn't realise. So wow. So that's what like well over a decade of your life than swimming competitively. Yeah, yeah. No, I like, at the time, <laughs> it was my dream, obviously, like
1: anyone who did sport when they were younger to be in the Olympics. Right, of course. So yeah. that's what I thought. Like my, my stroke was backstroke. I used to train all the time. So we did before school, after school. My perfume was chlorine. Like mm-hmm. I literally, <laughs> <laughs> every time I moved in school, like, I was writing, I could just smell chlorine. Oh my god! Like I know, not not good look. <laughs> but yeah, so I carried on swimming and then until sixth form. Um, and there was a massive friendship group with it as well. So I had all my friends at school, but then my mum picked me up from school. We'd go from Henley to Wickham, which is like half an hour, 40 minute drive mm-hmm. every day. So shout out to mum, thank you for all those lifts. Cause I actually wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do it without your parents taking no. you when you're that age. So to, yeah, took me to swimming every day. And then I stopped when I got to sixth form, found partying. And also about <laughs> <laughs> been searching all my life. Found, found the rave scene. Yeah. Found hard. <laughs> found the rave scene in Marlowe at the <laughs> pub. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's also when I learned to drive, I stopped going. Interesting. So once you actually had the means to get there, you yeah. It's not for me anymore. So there was actually no self motivation at all. It was just my mum taking me. Okay. So,
0: but yeah, I don't. Do you think it was more habitual than anything? But it sounds as though yeah. like you
1: created a really nice group. Oh, it was amazing. Like, I don't regret anything. I'm always like, if I have kids, it, like, if I do,
0: I won't force them to do sport, but I think it's such a nice thing mm. for kids to do. It's nice that you're able to kind of reintegrate it into your life then, because I was going to say, is it the type of thing that um as a child or as a as a teen it's like you almost kind of begin to resent the thing that you're like being made to do yeah
1: a hundred percent before school it kind of just became like i didn't know any different to doing that mm. but but before school when you had to wake up at 4am 4 4 and go a. M. yeah my mum would wake wow. me up because I don't think we had alarms on our phone back then, do we? A Nokia, a Nokia on, the, on the 3310, probably yeah, not. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I had JLS. <laughs> <Yeah>. JLS! <laughs> Maybe Love it. Or Chris Brown, can't remember. But <gasps> um, yeah, be, yeah, yeah. but mum would wake me up. Sometimes I'd wear my swimming costume. This is weird, but I'd wear my swimming costume to bed the night before. So I saved any time that I could and I rolled out, literally put my shoes on. them. That's not like- the most uncomfortable thing <laughs> Oh yeah, I think I slept for like an hour. Every oh t-
0: my god. <laughs> like what? It's so weird. <laughs> to save yourself that, yeah. that
1: wake-up cool. To save myself two minutes of putting a swimming costume on in the morning. <laughs> Total sense. I get it. I, I get that, that logic. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, yeah, 4am I just thought, oh, like getting into cold water, getting changed. And at, at the time, like at, at secondary school, I'd I, like, probably about like year eight, like started mm. wearing makeup every day, straightening my hair every day. Cool. So I'd take yeah. my kit to the swimming pool In the sports centre, which was quite an old-fashioned, like, dingy sports centre. It's, like, new now. Um, But I'd plug my straighteners in afterwards at, like, 6am. straightening my hair, smelling of chlorine. And then off, (laughs) I'd go to school. Go to school for six hours. Mum would pick me up and I'd go swimming again. And that was the same for probably about eight years. Wow. Yeah. So I miss it, but I don't... Yeah, it's good. I don't yeah. regret
0: it at all. Do you feel like um, once you had stopped doing that, because it was such an integral part and like a huge part of your life, when you stopped doing it, did you feel like you had lost a sense of purpose at that point? If you're known for as swimming as being kind of your thing and then you no longer do that, is it, did you feel like you were kind of struggling to find? what your next thing was going to be or like your sense of, I mean, it's probably a bit deep to uh, like 15 to be like, <laughs> what is my identity? Yeah, but, yeah. Do you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. I think at that age, like you just said, like I didn't really realize, I just felt like when I stopped swimming as much, I was like, "What? there's so much spare time in life. Like <laughs> the you know, WKDs. Are yeah, in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Just like chilling. And I didn't never realize before because it had always been like
0: back starting back, at four, to
1: going to bed at nine or 10 every single day, like completely filled and i didn't realize i was like what did people do after school like do you, like they had so much time yeah. for homework and being with friends and things like that going to Mackey. i know yeah. i know that but wasn't... i'm doing it now which <laughs> <laughs> i'm like living that life living vicariously now. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but um but yeah i don't know it was weird um at at sixth form especially i feel like the purpose i didn't have a purpose but I started party at, well it sounds I wild part- It I was started, my date, I started my party started my party, started party scene it. like I'm Paris Hilton but it was actually just 18th <laughs> in a garden but like but yeah it was just like loads, loads of parties and school and then just loads of free time after school yeah. so it felt different but I don't think I fully realised it was like a bit of an aftermath when I got older it yeah. was like the start of that kind of lifestyle. Because you're distracted
0: with just like young people yeah. things, aren't yeah. you, at that age? And like people turning 17, 18 is obviously exciting. You're like, oh my gosh. I know, no. I, totally, I totally get that. Something that I also found really interesting um, is kind of you're clearly um, a very creative person. Obviously, you, you're pursuing art and mm-hmm. the arts. Um, and you kind of spoke about how you went to a grammar school and that it was very kind of academically focus and this is something that I think really resonated with me is that is feeling feeling kind of you said feeling stupid (laughs) obviously you're not stupid in any way but just feeling a little bit inadequate because your strengths were lying in a in a different area than what your school was focusing on yeah um and I found that really interesting because it's definitely something that I felt myself and feeling almost forced into an academic lifestyle that was not meant for me yeah just Um, because everyone else was celebrating going
1: to this particular sixth form I just felt because I scraped when I say scraped I wouldn't have got in the year year after because they made the grades harder so I scraped getting in and everyone else was so excited about going and I just went with the crowd
0: mm.
1: so yeah and then when I got there well, actually let me tell you this. So on the on the open evening, I felt like my mum dragged me round. She was like, Oh, let's just go and see this one because the other one was a college.
0: Right. Uh, okay.
1: College. And um I was like, Okay, let's go. Like I was I was so stubborn. I was like, I don't want to go here. And then I cried
0: <laughs> because Aww. the guy
1: showing us around only did maths, chemistry and physics. Bearing in mind I'm not ten, I'm sixteen. And and I missed my big fat gypsy wedding on that evening. <laughs> and I cried. I shed a tear I don't like not like like <laughs> like hysterically crying but I was I was, I was yeah. angry Yeah. I was like oh, why yeah. am I here <laughs> but, <laughs> so weird um, but yeah so it's I was like my big fat gypsy know, wedding what are you talking about <laughs> my favourite show apart from Tawi um, <laughs> um, yeah so went to um, the sixth form got there a lot of people from my old school went as well which was really nice and then met amazing new people Simi shout out out. (laughs) yeah shout out um and yeah so it was nice that there's a good like friendship group and things like that but i realized i was doing art photography and english literature i started skipping well i did history as well in year 12 i didn't i said to the teacher which she'd never heard before i was like look i just like sitting at the back and listening but i don't want to do the exam and she was like what uh, yeah and I was like no I just like listening that like, I'm interested and I said I'm not doing the exam tomorrow and she's like you are like you have to so I did it got you fine
0: this so, is your
1: AS level yeah so year 12 knew I was gonna drop it and I only wanted to focus on art and photography Like right. I, I knew that's what I wanted to do mm-hmm. so everything else I was like what kind of was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so did English lit at uh, year 13 started skipping never done that before either I didn't even know what bunking, like, lessons in school was, but started skipping my English lessons and then just hiding in the art and photography room. And I don't... It's weird, and I hope none of my students listen to this, but I don't regret it. Like, because I got the grades I wanted in photography and art. Right. And, yeah. But it was really academic, and it made me feel like
0: I was stupid. And then I think when you feel like that, you kind of play up to it a bit. Yeah, it can can become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, can't it? Because if you're around yourself and you're surrounding yourself with uh people or not even it's not even the people around you it's really what you're telling yourself oh 100 you feel like the environment is telling you yeah and if you feel like people are saying oh i'm not clever i'm not worthy then obviously you're going to start reiterating yeah. that to yourself and it's that can be quite damaging whereas yeah. you're you're more than worthy and you're unbelievably talented but just in a different area yeah
1: i think i started
0: telling myself
1: no one said it but I think I was telling myself that people thought this because yeah. they were interested in something that I wasn't interested in so it then I got like defensive about it mm. and I just assumed people were thinking this about me thinking the whole world revolves from me <laughs> like no one was thinking anything actually but um yeah and I just really got in my head about it and then then I did art foundation and that was like a whole new thing being around loads of creative people I don't know it's really weird like I feel like I should be really grateful for like I am grateful for being in like the position where we can go to uni and it's an mm. option because it's not for so many people. Yeah. But I also think, and there's certain things I think that stems from school is that's why I'm passionate about education now. I think students or young people need to be given more options of what to do and I do feel like maybe the sixth one I was in it was like the given thing everyone goes to uni like people were going for like Oxford and Cambridge and places like that Mm. I'd never even I didn't even know what a red brick uni was until like I went there I was like what even is this Mm. um and so yeah I do feel like I always annoyingly kind of want to go against the grain a bit as well I don't know if it's because I'm stubborn or what or to make a point but I remember being in uni and Always, I I've mentioned to you before like there's always something like grass is always greener. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be in Bournemouth. I want to be in Bristol. If I was in Bristol, I'd be like, I want to be somewhere else. Mm. So it's not having this content feeling, but saying that studying interior architecture was the right choice. So that's what I'm grateful for because I, if you ask me,
0: even when I'm ten years old, I wanted to be an interior designer. Um, the other thing that I wanted to discuss is um, post university, your time in. Australia so you actually went to Australia twice is that right yeah. it sounds like this was a huge learning curve for you uh for a number of reasons first I think the first time you went to Australia you traveled alone yeah um and I just wanted to know because I think in in your answers you said that this was the first time that you truly felt outside of your comfort zone so I wanted to know what that first experience was like why did you choose Australia um Were you always planning on going out there alone or was it kind of just like, oh, circumstance, everyone's doing different plans and I'll I'll just go by myself? And yeah, how did you find that experience of living there? So the reason I went to Australia,
1: the reason I went away is because I'd broken up with my ex. So we'd been going out for two years, we broke up and I just wanted something that was like completely Completely different different to what I'd ever done and it had been like my life until that point not that Australia's that wild because everyone does it but like my life until that point had just been like school, swimming six form quite like by the book uni like everything was like yeah by the book like textbook kind of stuff Mm. I guess Um, Mm. saying that from a point of privilege obviously because that's not the opportunity that some people get but like it had been yeah very like uniformed and like all of our friendship group did the same thing and some of my friends had gone to australia after uni and they were saying it's amazing i've always also i've also always had this love for like surfing even though i can't surf so i booked a flight literally like 2 weeks before and i was like i'm going i'm not waiting for anyone i've never done anything like this on my own before like something this big like been travelling on my own um booked a flight went out it was for a month and so you were only planning on going for a month it was yeah okay this time it was only for like 4 weeks I had a really good job organised as a project manager straight after uni for an events company, straight after, so that was like all set. Like I was all ready to go. Went to Australia, was so nervous when I first got there. I'd gone from being like quite extroverted and like really comfortable because nothing had really changed that much, quite like similar friends all the way through. And then suddenly I was thrown into a situation where I was completely on my own. And in the first hostel, I just booked a room on my own. I was like, I can't, yeah, I was like, I don't even know how to interact with like random people because I've never had to before.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I got there and then started, have you ever been to Australia? I haven't actually, no. Okay. Well, yeah, it's just, if people are listening, like there's going to be people that have done the East Coast trip. It's like a classic trip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard. Like Sydney up to the Gold Coast. Yeah. Did it, got drunk all the time. It was (laughs) amazing. Like literally, I think every day for 30 days. Wow. Yeah.
0: I know that's, that's a I strong statement. I know yeah. right.
1: <laughs> um and then it, yeah it was just mad and I was like wow I was like what is this like it's it was almost like a playground like <laughs> what is this amazing place that I never knew before like everything before's been quite normal and um but I knew I had to go back and start my job but I didn't want to right so I booked a flight to, flight to Bali on my own went to Bali and then, but I had to go home. So that's that's it, basically. So <laughs> I, had yeah, yeah, I had to go to <laughs> go face the music. Yeah. I had no, basically, no money. I was still quite young. I thought I was so old. I was like twenty-three. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then went back. And then I started this new job. When I started it, the interview I had was like before I went to Australia, and I felt like. I was the person that they wanted to work there. When I went to Australia, I feel like I'd changed a bit. And I don't know what it was, but I felt like I was a bit more relaxed, but also a bit more <laughs> scatty. <laughs> Is that the right word? What other yeah. words? I just didn't, I just, and they picked up on it straight away. Right, so, okay. Yeah.
0: As something that they, they didn't like.
1: Yeah. Right, okay. So that make your life quite hard. It made me feel. Really paranoid and self-conscious, right because I felt like I was doing nothing right all the time, but oh, then again I game. didn't really want to be there. I was like but then I felt uh, guilt because I was like, this is an amazing job opportunity. So I did that for six months, saved up, then left again. <laughs> I could have got trapped, I feel, in a nine to five office job, which I don't think I'm built to do,
0: right, which okay. I've only
1: just discovered after doing so many different jobs. I think that's part of it, mm. doing so many different jobs. I'm trying to find what
0: works I like to you. do. Yeah. yeah,
1: I remember like going into the office um, at what like eight a.m. and then you'd come out for lunch. Whatever, well, it's just normal work, isn't it? <laughs> I don't need to tell you how that works. <laughs>
0: um, so um, basically, what happens is it gets to one, uh, then, then you're yeah, allowed to have some. Food. Just like, you know, we,
1: people work till like five p.m. normally, <laughs> if yeah. you didn't know. Um, and yeah, and then like just go home. And I was like, what is this life? And I was going over Wick and Roundabout every day, and I just thought i'm at breaking point <laughs> yeah really yeah. yeah like what is this existence yeah
0: yeah um and then so you decided to go back to australia so this the second time that you went to australia how long were you there for and it sounds like this is kind of where things started to like take a bit of a spiral in terms of like mental health yeah and, like i guess I ha- i hate like to keep using the word purpose <laughs> but just because it wasn't mentioned quite a yeah, lot yeah. you know, <laughs> but just yeah i'm quite intrigued to know how that time was very different to the first time you're in australia and kind of what exactly happened to get you into that situation um also i think if i had a biography it'd be called purpose x yeah, yeah yeah
1: so i went yeah i went to australia and again it was like the same kind of environment but this time so went straight to sydney went and lived with my friend um Sophie, who had lived there for quite a while already, um, we lived together and just had the best time ever. Like you know, when you're just crying with laughter every single day with your friend, mm. and it's amazing. She had an Australian passport, so she could stay there. She didn't have to do farm work. So if you're not, do you know about farm I do, yeah, yeah I've so, seen it a lot. Yeah, so doing the 88 days farm work,
0: if... It's only 88 days! Yeah. I actually thought it was longer, I'm not going to lie. No, 88, Although months. I guess that's three months, yeah, yeah, that is still a long time. Yeah.
1: So when, and then things just got like, it's so hard to even piece in my mind, like, the series of events or things that had happened, um, but it was just, I think, I didn't realise at the time that my mental health was like declining, like, quite rapidly over the year, mm. and I didn't realise... And I just kept drinking and going out, doing crazy things, and turning up to to work like hungover, or still a bit gypsy, whatever. Mm. Um, and I didn't realize, I didn't. I just thought this is it doesn't matter what happens in Australia because it's so far away from home. Right. Like you completely like reinvent yourself, kind of thing. And going back to the swimming thing, and I mentioned it, I think in what I wrote that people started being like. it sounds really cringe, but like, oh, you're just like a party person. Like, almost like there's nothing else to me. Right. And that really got to me. I was like, oh, I don't want to be known as that. Like, that's, that's like quite like an insult. When I know before that, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't care so much what people think, but like before I'd like been really into sport and like really creative and things like that. But now it's almost like I had nothing else to show apart Apart from from being
0: able to drink or staying out late. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or oh, like making embarrass- like embarrassing decisions and stuff like that and having the anxiety after. Mm. So it was like all fun and games. And I did mad things like did farm work, so strawberry picking, did au pairing, which is honestly, I could talk about each one of these for an hour. So I won't bore you, <laughs> but there's so many avenues to go down. I got paid $1 an hour for the au pairing. The mystery shopper thing was really yeah. Random. That is how well, how did that come about? <laughs> so my, right, I worked as a receptionist at a sports center, which was one of the best jobs of my life. Nice, I literally love it. loved it. Um, one of the girls that worked there as well was like, I know how you can get extra money. You can be a mystery shopper. Okay. I was like, okay? It's like three hundred dollars a night. Oh. Okay. Sounds dodgy, doesn't it? So it would probably <laughs> actually looking back, I think it was dodgy. So I met with this man in a shopping center, like. <laughs> And then he was like, <laughs> with,
0: with every sentence, it's getting more yeah. and more do- <laughs> dodgy.
1: And he, um, so he was like, oh, this is how it's gonna work. I pick you up. We go and go around to like these casinos and like bars right. and arcades. Can and I try like doing that? the Australian? Yeah. Right.
0: So this is how it's gonna work. Oh, that's good. Thank right. you. Right. This is how. I've it's- watched a lot no. of Married at First Sight. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. I- okay. So this is how it's gonna work. We're oh, gonna then. go to our casino, and that's too American. Now, carry on, carry on. I I can't remember what you just said. Sorry. Okay, we're going to go to the casino. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) It's not as good as yours. And he was like, you have to test out the machines. So I had to go in. (sighs) When you said mystery shopper, I was assuming this is like clothes. No, it was mystery shopper for casinos. That is so... So I was going into like these sketchy places and I had to go in looking like the most probably uns- well unsketchiest I'd like to think person mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. going in like and just sitting at these machines at like 11 o'clock at night like and then I'd have to fill in a form when I got back into the car like customer service how quick the food came all of this kind of stuff it was so random and then this guy would just talk shit to me basically all day like just about his family and stuff and I'd just sit in the car like yep so but that's probably the random the most random job
0: I've ever had. That it was, was so weird, and then
1: but if you won the money on the machine, you got you to got keep to it. keep it. So did I won you win like of money? yeah, like two
0: hundred dollars, and you just get to put it in your pocket. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that you could have actually very easily got like a gambling addiction. I know. <laughs> it's quite good. Still actually. do. That you, no, I don't. But <laughs> good that you got out of that. Yeah, what you did. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's insane. I know. it's
1: weird. It is weird looking back. Back to the mental health thing. Like I should have left Australia earlier. I was there for a year, and I should have left. Earlier on, but because you get a year visa, I feel like like I felt like I had to stay the whole year, and I didn't know what I'd do if I got home, and I just was completely lost. I I hadn't done any art or anything in a year. I just my mum even said she was like worried about me on the phone and things like that because she could tell that I didn't sound right and things like that. I just thought like the way I was interacting with people wasn't like normal. And my friend, I remember, I was living in a hostel at one point in Sydney, and. There was like ten other people in the room. I don't think I've ever had a nervous breakdown or anything before, and I don't even know if it was. I don't want to like label it that it was, but I Mm. think it was. And I literally thought my brain was like going to explode. Like it literally had so much thoughts and stuff in it. I, I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I couldn't even like speak. It was so like completely overwhelmed. Yeah, like shut down. And my friend Buffy from home had just come out to do her East Coast trip, and she came to the hostel. And I saw her, and I'm not like this at all, but I just like burst out crying. I was like, and she was like, what is going on? And I was just felt so unstable. And mm. my parents that and everyone were so really far away.
0: That really scary as well, because yeah. if you're there, as you say, your parents are miles, like literally the other mm-hmm. side of the world. If you're there by yourself, surrounded by strangers, you don't even have a moment to yourself if you're like in a hostel room. Yeah. In- 10 other people yeah I remember there was this guy that didn't leave the hostel room and he just
1: sat on his bed all day and I think that took me over the edge yeah like it
0: really and anno- I was like you cannot get your own space was that was that the moment that you decided something isn't right and I need to take myself home well kind of sort through all yeah, of this I
1: think that was like the beginning like the beginning and then there was another time I think it was like a few weeks later but I can't really remember. I was working at a pub, had been out the night before, work started at like 10, got back from the party in the morning at like 7am, like got changed, hadn't slept. I also don't drink caffeine and they gave me a double espresso shot when I got to work I think that Ooh,
0: I don't, Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Um, I was like, I don't know, maybe still have it, had like alcohol with me and stuff like that, had that and I just sat down and again, I think it was a panic attack. I think I've had them before. Right but i don't know for certain if it was or something else but it was definitely something to do with my mental health or physical health but i basically like staggered towards the bathroom i remember like collapsing basically like on the toilet seat and just like sh- completely shivering couldn't speak it was weird like in my head i just wanted to like run i don't know it's <laughs> <Really? laughs> the, the weirdest feeling like i was like yeah i i think
0: i'd just like gone crazy like mm. that's how it felt like looking and back and it's probably it sounds as though because you were pushing yourself to lots yeah. of different extremes, whether that is going out and then, like, not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, it was probably also just severe exhaustion oh, as well exha- as hundred yeah, percent all of the yeah. stuff that was going on in your head as well. And just that entire combination yeah. is probably what led to, yeah, Definitely. whatever it was, whether or not it was a yeah. nervous breakdown or a panic attack. But, I mean, totally, like, that's a lot to put your body through. And especially if you're doing it for, like, a long period of time yeah like
1: a year like that's not like I think now like I go out for one night and the next and you day can't
0: recover for like a week I'm feeling yeah. pretty
1: anxious even if I haven't done anything like stupid like I'm feeling pretty anxious it, like it stays with me for like three days until I get like back to normal again I'm like that was almost every other day for like a year I'm like that is crazy looking back but I just had no limit mm. like, I always want to push myself whether that's in the bad a bad way or a good way Like I don't have much balance I do now, but like I look back and I didn't used to. So I got myself into some like weird sticky situations, like almost thinking I was like invincible. But yeah, it was scary. And then after I had that, whatever it was, in the toilet at work, my friend came and picked me up and I couldn't move for like a day. It was really weird. I left on the last day I could from Australia. I then went to, I actually then again went to Bali afterwards and met my best friend Tiggs. We had the best time. Like It was so nice being with her, but I just felt distant to everything that was going on. I felt I, I could have been anywhere in the world and I wouldn't have been happy. It was really
0: weird and I'd never had that before. I think that's called like dissociation, isn't it? Like a body yeah. dissociation. Yeah, maybe. But I think people would, yeah, yeah. Like, I've heard a lot of the, really? uh, people that okay. get that. You're not there. You're not there. But exactly. Yeah, you, was... You're not really present yeah. and you don't feel happy. Yeah.
1: And that was, again, that feeling of like feeling like guilt and ungrateful like i always i don't
0: yeah just like constant guilt and like it was it's tough isn't it it must be such a cycle because you're everything is telling you i should this should be the happiest, yeah, be the happiest yeah. moments of my life and when you're not living up to that expectation it's yeah it's a cycle that spirals yeah. and you're like why am i not enjoying this and then as you say you're like making yourself feel really guilty for not enjoying it and it must must be really hard it's yeah i just again like i don't want to say it's hard because it's such like a
1: like a novel thing like getting drunk I guess and all of that kind of thing it's mm. not anything that bad but it is it can be so bad for your mental health and then so yeah and then I got home and it was just this went on this feeling for like a good year of just feeling like so lost like completely I didn't know how to get back into being myself again and I didn't even know like I only recognized it really in the past year or so even though this was like four years ago I only realised it in the past year that I'd, like, completely lost myself, Um, which was... It's, like, weird to look back, but I also think it makes me much more empathetic with mental health now and, like, understanding other people's issues. And then, like, going forward, like, stuff we haven't spoken about yet, but, like, every time I then went away from that point on, I just then felt like, get somewhere. Like, I thought I was, like, living my life in Australia, and I was. And then you come back home, and I go... It's like I go back to square one again that's what it felt like
0: yeah like Um, you've built up all of this momentum and then it feels like you've you've regressed back to yeah yeah, like square one yeah yeah. (laughs) that's basically what I was trying to say (laughs) I could have just said that
1: Um, but yeah so leading on from like not knowing what I wanted to do and then go and then wanting to be a traveller but wanting to earn money at the same time, my friend had done this thing called a Celta course, which is like TEFL. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you teach English to foreign languages. So went to Bournemouth for a month, did this intensive course, like teaching. It was the first time I'd taught in front of a group of people. Like it was a class of adults. I was so nervous and I was teaching English to foreign languages and I can't I don't even really know what a verb is. Like <laughs>
0: or a noun. Like, yeah. I mean, you're speaking to someone who has been debating swam and swum for the best part of 24 hours, so don't worry. One of the
1: students asked me the other day, and I was in art, and I'm like, surely students don't ask me that stuff in art. And um, they said, like, is this a verb or a noun? And I just said, it's a noun. And the the whole class went, no, miss, isn't
0: it a verb? And I went, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a verb. And I was like, what? What? please don't ask me that. Um, like, oh no, let's keep that chat. Yeah.
1: Normally I go guys, that's why I'm an art teacher. Like try and brush it off with that. but but yeah, so I was teaching like this thing that I didn't really know how to teach. But anyway, I loved teaching. That's the first time I realized I loved teaching. Like it was just so fulfilling. Like I went home every day and I was like, Oh my God, this is like the best I've felt in so long. Um, straight after that, got a job in Milan teaching mm. English to Italian nursery school students i've never had interest in teaching primary or nursery but i just thought let's go and do it it's near milan i'm gonna live this like sex in the city lifestyle and like wear designer brands and then yeah (laughs) yeah naturally (laughs) and i went out with like a suitcase and a dream and a dream and definitely did not achieve that dream and came home straight away but so i was there for a month it was amazing it was near like lake como and milan oh wow it was in a place called Gisano. So yeah. I turned up not knowing one word in my interview. They said, do you know any Italian words? And I said, "ciao" instead of ciao, because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> and he went and they cracked up and I got the job because they thought I was joking. And I just started laughing along as well. It was on a Zoom interview. I was like, siao.
0: And yeah, (laughs) do you know what? These I don't know why that's reminded me, but um, I used to I used to um, read those. Um, the Louise Renison books, you know, Angus songs and Panguy. Yeah. And in it she fancied a guy that was called the Italian Stallion. And I always he always used to say, Ciao Bella, and I always read Did that you? as Ciao, yeah, it's And not I just I remember the first time that someone said it out loud and I was like, oh, I feel like a goddamn fool. But you you were nine and I was twenty five. <laughs>
1: That's a <the> difference. <laughs> like um, but I got the job. So oh, he thought no, I was, was being funny. So I got it. Anyway, so turned up and <laughs> Um, yeah, turned up and people listening to this probably like, how has this girl made it to be a teacher? head of art? Like, what is going on? Um, so yeah, landed there. In this... Random town, like I wish I could show photos for a podcast because it is the most random thing. I got given an old Fiat Panda, which was like a Mr Bean car. Love it. Which broke out like nine times along the motorway. Like <laughs> I would be driving along and it would just cut out, and I'd just have to roll over to like the <laughs> layby. And I was like, "This is literally like life or death. Like, what am I doing?" Um, and then it was in, it was quite dodgy. Like so, going back to High Wycombe, like it's like being put in like a dodgy area of High Wycombe, but you don't know it because you're from another country. Right. So I was in this like random little town. No one could speak English, obviously, because it's Italy. Mm. So I don't know why I assumed maybe someone would, I'd be able to, I don't know, talk to someone. But I was so bad at teaching little kids. It's unbelievable. Like, that's why I teach secondary. I, first of all, I didn't even understand what they were saying to me when they said they needed the toilet, because, which is, that's the first <laughs> yeah. step that's wrong with, but like, they should have got somebody that could speak Italian and English for kids, because it, I just thought it was, like, unsafe. I'm in this room with like loads of kids. They're asking, someone could have hit their head. How are yeah. they going to tell me, and how am I going to know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I went home, and then I left. I fled. I literally Just... fled. I wrote a note, like I was in a movie. <laughs> And I said, I'm leaving. I can't do this anymore. Who,
0: who was the note for? The head the teacher, teacher. Okay.
1: Who's like put me up in the accommodation? Oh, I just I couldn't see. face speaking to her again, which was so annoying because I thought that was like my new life. Like that was my dream. I was going to travel and teach, and it then again, <laughs> the catapult. Or catapult? No, the elastic band. Then I like ping back home again, yeah. and I'm back to square one. Live- but yeah. well, I
0: think what i think is really valuable is that you have learned that you love teaching and that it's incredibly fulfilling so you had that little true. thing to go off. yeah of.
1: true and it has i am so pleased i'm a teacher now like it's it's the best choice i've made like I, like the past when was sixth form like the past seven years have been just like this spider web i think i said like the spider web of no i didn't realize i was didn't have a purpose until
0: now if you know what i mean like i was just kind of figuring things out yeah but also like, i think i think um you know it might sound hard but ultimately it's got you to where you are now which is a place of what sounds like some real clarity in that mm-hmm. you know that you love teaching and you and and you've kind of regained that sense of purpose and you only really get that from trying and failing and there's no there's nothing wrong with that like i think there's definitely um i think people are trying to change that that discourse of like failing is bad but it's like unless you fail at things you're never going to know what you do and don't like yeah. like you have to be comfortable with with failure 100% and we're all going to fail at stuff in our lives so you yeah. might as well start early <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i think whenever i fail at something which is like every single day of my life oh I'm my like, well you know when you're a
1: teacher i think you fail at something every single day like something goes but well. you learn oh. and that's that's how you learn stuff yeah 100 so. percent. like i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't be where i am now helping I think is... other people is like the most for me the most fulfilling thing ever mm. like it just puts me in a good mood not even but just to kind of like subtly be there for them like not, I don't care if they don't say thank you or if they don't fully appreciate it, which a lot of students don't, <laughs> and I didn't at school either. But like, I think just being there and just being like, hopefully, like a calm person, that's like what I want to be.
0: Yeah, it so is. It's, it's weird
1: being the teacher though, like being the actual adult. The, a kid today went, Miss, how old are you? And I said fifty-two. Um, <laughs> I just said fifty-two, and they were like, No, you're not.
0: And I was like, Well, guess how old I am. They went, fifty-two. <laughs> just thought like, us add a shock factor but if they if they if they just accepted that would you have been like what the <laughs> hell
1: <laughs> yeah I was testing I you I would have been like right everyone like the whole class got them to listen like just to <laughs> let you know um, no but it is weird and then I was like how old am I and they were like you're 37 and I said no I'm 26 also I'm that type of teacher that I cling on to conversations because I love chatting to people, which is like what you're the first thing you're told not to do as a teacher. You're told to be like, okay, that's interesting, but we need to be getting on with the work. And I'm like, no,
0: no, no, let's lean into that. Yeah, wall. someone's like, miss,
1: you have nice eyebrows. I'm like, thank you. I'm using Rimmel at the moment. Or like, miss, you look like Faye from Love Island, I got the other day. <gasps> oh, and I oh went,
0: actually, do I know who Faye from Love Island is?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I had miss, do you fancy Jack Grealish?
0: And I was like, no, I don't
1: they were like, really? And I was like, yeah. I just get stuck in conversations. Yeah. It's really
0: bad. Uh, I just wanted to go back to the time when you were at home. Um, I, I feel really bad because I feel like I always do this with guests where I'm like, let's go back to that no, time it... when you were really unhappy. And they're like, yeah. In my head, but... I like skipped a year. And I was like, oh, I'm already <laughs> talking about teaching. <laughs> no, no, no. But I just, the reason I wanted to just quickly come back to this moment is because, um, and these are your words. I don't want to make it sound as though I'm being, being mean. But you said, there was a time where I think you'd just returned home and your self-love was at, like, zero and your self-respect was at zero and your your respect for other people mm-hmm. was at zero. And I just wanted to know how you were able to pull yourself out of that, like, mindset, I guess, at that time. Like, what was it that kind of got you back on track of, like, kind of loving yourself? find Do you know what I mean? Like, what were the... Th- what, things that you put in place in your life that kind of helped you to get out of that yeah that period
1: so i felt if and this sounds so bad because obviously covid is so awful but if lockdown hadn't have happened i could still be in the same mindset which is crazy to think so i think because i was put or we all were put in that situation of not being able to go out maybe being off of work as well and getting furlough um having time just to not have FOMO. <laughs> yeah, like, proper relived being young. And just... It was just, like, so refreshing not to have all the pressures for everything going on. I felt like... I literally felt like I was suffocating and then I could breathe again.
0: No, Yeah. Because there
1: wasn't that pressure as well, like, that constant pressure from... Your, my parents aren't that pressuring but like your parents always been like oh what job are you going to get you know all oh, of this totally, kind of thing totally. they don't mean to do it they're concerned yeah, it comes it, from a place of love it's exactly but, but it, it's hard it's not what you need <laughs> like um, so it was just so nice and I think getting into exercise again so that's the first time I've properly done exercise like, I could not run before and I listened to loads of, I don't know do you know Bryony Gordon Heardin. she does yeah. like podcasts about running and things like that and um, And it just like inspired me just to do it. I'm like, even if it's a minute, Mm. (laughs) like literally just like run for a minute and do it. And so slowly I started to get out of this rut of feeling really horrible. So alongside lockdown, that's when the paint lab came in as well. Mm -hmm. If you want to follow me, it's at the paint lab underscore (laughs) underscore. Um, (laughs) And that, that was an Instagram page that I set up. It's basically teaching people how to paint step by step And it's in classes, either on Zoom. That's... I feel like I'm doing an advertisement. (laughs) It's on classes, either on Zoom, that's during lockdown, or in person as well. And I started doing that because I'd had, like, a little snippet of teaching. And I was like, okay, I like teaching. Let's combine it with something I love, which is art. And at this point, I still, since Australia, had not barely done any art at all. So I I just thought like let I was in a bit of a better mindset. It sounds really stereotypical being like go on a run and all this kind of stuff and I used to hate people telling me to do that when I felt mm. down because it's the last thing I wanted to do. It's it was just step by step and day by day.
0: Yeah. It just very very slowly. Yeah. I felt better. I think yeah, I think that's actually really important to say is that what you're not going to wake up one day and run yeah, a marathon. Like no. that's just not going to happen but it's the small incremental changes yeah. that as you say over time make the biggest difference. Yeah. I I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with fitness and how mm-hmm. it's represented especially online and I think you know you have to be quite careful because people can easily slip into like getting addicted to exercise yeah. and it being for the wrong reasons and things like that but they're at the base of it and I think probably the reason that you know they they teach it at school, is like you get endorphins and like serotonin yeah. and oxytocin. Is yeah. that right? But like things that actually do make you feel good. So if you go for a run for like three, like as you say, if, even if it's three minutes, you don't actually realize, but it will help yeah. you to feel better. Walk,
1: anything, like literally yeah. anything. And I'm not saying
0: I run anymore because I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like at the time, <laughs> at the time, it made the last time i ran was when i was running up to a meeting because i was late the other day up some stairs <laughs> and before that i don't know but um but yeah like at the time it made me feel so much better cool. i think if you do it for your mental health first then the physical kind of just comes naturally obviously because mm. you're doing physical exercise i'm not a pt i don't actually know what i'm talking
0: about <laughs> oh yeah like, i mean me neither. <laughs> yeah yeah but like that's how i it, think w- that's how it works i think yeah i don't know that's how it worked for me i feel much better now than i did something that was really funny and you kind of mentioned it really quickly there is going doing your classes online <laughs> and again something that you mentioned in your um, in your in your memoir as I'm calling it now <laughs> is saying that going live on Instagram is quote unquote like doing a set of Glastonbury oh it is it actually is <laughs> it, but it the adrenaline I had after doing it in my
1: garage. I was like literally <laughs> I had like just this apron on before and I was like pacing up and down. My parents were like, What's wrong? And I was like, I'm about to go live, I'm about to go live and there was like ten viewers. Yeah, I went on and then afterwards I just <laughs> I pressed the X button and I was like almost in tears. I was like, Oh my god I felt famous. I felt I felt everything. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: it was just It was like, it was your beachella. It's how Beachella it, Beachella? Yeah, it's yeah. how
1: it's definitely how people feel after class.
0: <laughs> like that being I now totally get Stormzy, Adele <laughs> yeah. Hannah. I've I've lived my life there on that stage. <laughs> yeah,
1: like I don't know what it was. I was like, Oh my god, that was amazing. On in lockdown, I'd come up with the paint lab before, my brother actually came up with a name, but I'd come up with it before after doing paint and sip in Australia so my mum came out to visit and we did a paint and sip so it's basically where you all sit around with a canvas and you paint someone leads it at the front and you all paint the same thing and it's called paint and sip because you like bring your own wine and it's really fun and I was like oh there's nothing like that really apart from big franchise things like paint and brush party and stuff no like quite independent brands that are doing it around bucks and that area because that's where I was living at the time so I decided to do it and it was such a good thing for my mental health, but also I didn't plan for it to be like this, but I just, people were messaging me as well, saying like how good it was for their mental health and things like that. So like my friend's a nurse and she was like, I've just had the worst shift ever. I can't remember what she said, but like something along those lines. And it's, this has been so good for my mental health, like during COVID and things like that. And I was like, that is so cool. Like I didn't expect it to be like that because I was gonna start it off in person being drinking wine and like painting and stuff but then just doing it through the lives and i think the most people i had on one was like 40 people which i was quite happy with that's amazing i know and it was really nice not do you know what as well i don't care how many people watch it which is nice because i think if it wasn't doing something i loved and i felt like a bit i wasn't completely behind what i was doing i'd care more about the followers yeah but i just yeah it's just nice so like anyone can just join it and i just do it and then people
0: like message me and it's really nice and it kind of goes hand in hand with teaching as well and also because the way you teach it like you honestly feel as though you are an artiste oh, that's i amazing. was like am i or am i not the next Picasso <laughs> i did not know i had this much untapped potential <laughs> in me Sell them. i think I. <laughs> yeah i did it to make
1: a, make a platform make a platform where people could come and it's like a
0: safe environment celebrating everyone everyone's like individuality everyone's different styles giving them like the freedom to express themselves i think it's it's so fun and it's really great and i loved it and i'm going to be doing more uh finally really quickly i wanted to chat a little bit about role models i think it's kind of tied into a lot of the things that you've mentioned you kind of spoke you have a lot of role models which i absolutely love two of which being your best friends mm-hmm. and the others that I absolutely love Liam Gallagher Gemma Collins the icon that is and Amy Childs. I just wanted you to talk a little bit about why um, these are your role models or why they inspire you Gemma
1: Collins again without saying like I don't even I met her though did you see that can't believe I met her. by the way that was law of attraction like I manifested that it was <laughs> mad. So I'll just tell the story. Go on, go on. I feel like
0: you need to share this.
1: We were outside Sexy Fish in London for my friend's birthday. I've always felt like I was going to meet her. (laughs) I've always known
0: in my bones. I've always
1: known that at some point we would meet. And I'm facing the other way and Tiggs goes, that's Gemma Collins. And I look round, and behind me is Gemma Collins. And I was like, oh my God. And I said, don't talk to her. I went, don't talk to her. her She's minding her own business, she's having a good night, she doesn't want us to go up to her. And Tig just went, Gemma, my my friend Hannah's the biggest fan of yours. Can she have a photo? And I was like, and I was like literally still with my back to her, like anxiously like trying to push away. I was like, no, don't know why. Um, didn't want to bother her, but I got the phone, I couldn't get my phone out because I was nervous. Oh,
0: (laughs) I mean, it is
1: the GC. She came along. She was like, "Let's have a selfie, honey." Oh, and I was stop. like, oh. "She's the same as she, she called like, me
0: honey."
1: <laughs> yeah. And then I had my mask on and I was all flustered and I was like trying to take my mask off and she was like, "Fuck the mask, honey. Let's have a photo." And I was like, "Oh my god, she is like what I'd always imagined oh, and more."
0: Because they say don't meet your heroes, but <laughs> in this case, in me, this Gemma case, Collins. Oh. but yeah. I just I love I, to hear it. The general theme is people who are unapologetically themselves. <laughs> that is and it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think one thing though that I will say and that I think you should look back and really admire yourself for is how you are able to throw yourselves into mm-hmm. into situations and how amazingly you grasp opportunities. Because there are a lot of people, myself included, that are like, oh, I wish I did X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z or Oh, you know, one day I'll do this and they never get round to it. And some people might be like, oh, they're really like brash, rash decisions. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you can just throw yourself into situations, sometimes uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. Firstly, you learn so much about yourself and they are huge like periods of growth. But also it's just like, you know, the amount of things that you have been able to Talk about and show in your life in only like the last six or seven years is like ginormous, and I think it's just it's really it's incredibly brave. Thank you. So, <laughs> I think you should be really proud. Of I don't yourself. look at it as brave, but yeah, I guess. But then like I,
1: it's I think you you always admire other people, don't you? Like I admire all of my friends who have done different routes.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. But I
1: do. I know. Like it is.
0: It's fun, but it's also scary putting yourself in the deep end. Totally, yeah. and a lot of people wouldn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people. I think one thing that people really struggle, like l- people love to be comfortable. Yeah, and so like, and all of the stories that you're saying are like very. I far think I love to be that. uncomfortable. Yeah, and I, just, I think, <laughs> but it, it, I honestly think that is such a superpower because it means that you're going to. Explore and experience so many different things in your life uh, that a lot of people would never dream about doing. And, like, yeah, the fact that you can say in the same sentence that you've, like, <laughs> walked on a motorway in Milan and taught some random children who looked like they were out of a horror film, whilst also being in Saint Tropez on a yeah, super I know, yacht. True. Like, <laughs> it's just amazing experiences that you'll be able to, like, keep with you and bring with you in, like, every life situation every like work situation moving forward so definitely no it's so cool it's so so thank cool thank you and like it feels like it's been such a um yeah like as I said in, in my introduction it feels like the last like six or seven years have been like a huge period of growth for you um, and I'm so proud of what you're doing oh, with Pain Lab. You so much. It's so cool. Aww. And I'm definitely going to be doing more of them. I'm definitely going to get Sam to do more. And I can't wait to see where it goes next now that you're doing like loads of festivals and things. Yeah, which is so cool. Glastonbury. Glast- I, I mean, will have that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it will you be... manifested Gemma Collins. So yeah. it only makes sense that you'd manifest Glastonbury. <laughs> it will happen, guys. It will happen. Watch out. And then you a good purpose yeah. yeah. No, I see That's it. You said it here first. Yeah. <laughs> But, it's been so nice. Thank, thank, you, thank you so, so much. much for joining me. Oh. Um, I've loved having you here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I feel famous. I you feel are famous. Being in this take, studio. take your moment. <laughs> say say whatever you want to say. Uh, plug your pl- plug paint lab one more time. Okay. I'd like to thank my friends
1: and family, <laughs> <laughs> Gemma Collins and Amy Childs, not Liam Gallagher, and follow me at the Paint Lab underscore underscore. And then you can join in
0: my tutorials and be Picasso. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been The Uncertainties and I will be back very soon with another episode. Bye.